Broadway Girls. Yeah, have you seen that? No. Broadway Girls. They came prepared. Yeah. So anyways, um, here's our first guest, uh, Matt Wallace. Welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself? I mean, y'all pretty much did. My name's Matt Wallace. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell us about yourself. Where'd you come from? Oh. Um, I moved here when I was like 16 to a little shitty podunk town called Lebanon, the side of a mountain on Chattanooga, and then I moved to Lebanon. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit of a mountain man. In, in There's a trash, lot, a lot of a mountain man in me. <laughs> I can tell by the beard. Yeah, it's by nature. Okay, so. Protect me from the elements. <laughs> okay. That's why you wear a straw hat when you golf? Uh, yes, 100%. This porcelain skin can't get ruined by the sunlight. Can you believe he has blonde hair? And they don't make SPF two million. He has blonde so. hair, two million, <laughs> two million. Yeah. <laughs> Yachty, way better. I'm in the game now. It's like EA Sports. Let's go. So, how did you get started in your career, within uh, like what you do? So, I went to college, and I've always wanted to be a knob turner. I was always like a recording engineer, and tracked bands and shit in college, and mixed and mastered. And then, like my senior year. When I was about to graduate, my brother was like, yo, dude, you're not going to fucking have a shot at, like, really getting a job that pays any good money being an engineer unless you, like, own the studio and you, like, can work with platinum artists out the gate. So you should probably learn a skill that, like, is useful and you're so good at numbers, you should try accounting. And I was like, okay. So I did that and, like, got out and then he was like you're a cpa right yeah he was like you should take the cpa exam and i like did it and passed all the parts without really having to try so i just like had this license now and then you get roped into that world right and so for seven years i bounced around a couple public accounting firms until i started my own and uh i found a partner that was really good dude a tax guy and i was more of accounting and audit guy and uh, Mike and me, we like started building a practice and built it up to four offices and 26 employees. And I had this like band living in my basement. And I just started business managing Luke Combs and Riley Green. And uh, I had this band living in my basement and they were just like, yo dude, you should like fucking manage us. And I was like, interesting. It's Cause I never really thought I'd be a manager. I always thought I'd be like, in the studio either producing or knob turning or just somebody's accountant or whatever and then like i guess i started managing bands then and that was like musket on bloodline and you know they turned out okay i was i was telling uh matt (laughs) last night i was like if i saw him in like a tax place like doing my taxes i'd be like this dude fucks he's got tattoos like I'm going to jail. I'd be like, I'm going to jail if he does my tax. He's going to give me the biggest motherfucking refund. Yeah. (laughs) Refund Matthews. (laughs) Yeah. You walk in and this motherfucker's in there doing taxes. I'm going to him. I did. (coughs) I had my great Gatsby look when I was a CPA with the overalls and the nice suits. Oh, complete change. So the band living in your basement. Representative of the man on her shirt. True. That was more CPA, Matt. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I pretty much dress like that every day. So, <coughs> I fucking told you the vape cough. Oh, yeah, you've got popcorn lung. Crazy eyes and popcorn lung. You're going to have what to turn combat. away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt said that Taylor had crazy eyes. Me and my crazy eyes. Well, I And your you fucking have... smoker's cough, bitch. Well, I t- cough crazy... away from the camera. You have crazy face and I have crazy eyes, Matt. She's guys. just really tall. Yeah, she has a jolly green giant. Just tall. She ate her green beans. So tall. Stu literally said he would give me a thousand dollars if you I could, could roundhouse him. You could probably dunk. I can't dunk. You could probably dunk. If I could roundhouse like him six, and seven. not fall over. So, um, 
just for the record, how tall are you? Five nine. Yeah, that's a big I'll still bitch. dunk on your ass too. That's a big old bitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so the basement band you said, who yeah. were they? Gary and Charlie from Muscadon. Okay, so they said they were living in your basement, and they said manage us. It's a split level home, so but you made the them cool. You a made them cool. Argue, arguable. So you made them but cool because yeah. I remember that you got them their first Opry debut. Yeah, they. Uh, and that was really special. Paid the Opry, we got a pub deal, we got a good booking agent, and we just kept putting out music, and it worked. Like. uh I guess sometimes you overthink it, but those guys are just like really good at singing and they weren't as much a personality artist. Like you weren't going to like try and sell the fact that this is this guy that's real cool and has this and this and this, like as much as they're just great at singing and making music. And so that was about it. That was, that was it with them. And then you get like conversely a guy like Jelly Roll, who's obviously face tatted and the opposite in the sense that. Yeah, I mean, he's a great singer, great vocalist, yeah. great performer and everything. But I think that what people are drawn to him is the story and the personality and, you know, the person he is. So he I think that's what. Yeah. So wait, was the first band you ever managed was Muscanine? Um, Kind of. Uh, I worked with this kid, Taylor Ray Holbrook, for a little bit. And I worked with this kid, uh, Upchurch, for a little bit. I remember that. Um. But yeah, it was like, I would say that's the first band I really like got to sink my teeth in with and didn't and, and, and started working with for the right reasons. So like I tried to mimic something that I felt like made my CPA firm successful in the sense that anytime I hired someone, I would look for someone that was humble, hungry and talented in that order. And I think I fucked up sometimes with some of the artists because I didn't look for that same criteria. I just cared more about whether they were talented or not. And then I think with guys like Gary and, and Charlie, that like was the first time I really used that same criteria and applied it to like, okay, if I want to work with a band, what does it really take? Cause like talent is great and all, but I don't think that's what separates you in the end. Like you, have, a little bit more than you that. have to have something special, you know, like whether it's a, a way you capture a voice or the songs you write or the emotion you convey, like there has to be something there that's going to draw someone in because you don't have that much time to win somebody. Like as soon as I hear a song, I'm making a decision in like 15 or 20 seconds. Like oftentimes even before the dudes fucking sang. So it's like, it's critical for you to have some kind of mechanism for them. It was just like, dude, we're going to get on Instagram and Facebook. And we're going to sing 30 seconds of hooks every fucking Monday until people just have heard us sing harmonies. And like, you know, a few of them went viral, especially back in those days by that criteria. Cause this is like 2016 or something, seven years ago. Jeez. Should get a new life. I'm old. Um, Wait, it was in 2016 when their Opry debut was. No, no, no. I think that was probably, what, 2018 mm -hmm. or so? Yeah, yeah. So I started working with them, I guess, before they were even technically Musket on Bloodline. So that was kind and of... And Gary's the one that writes the songs, and Charlie's, like, the harmony. I mean, Charlie helps write, like, but, yeah, definitely Gary's definitely the guy that's more of the writer. If you asked me, like, between the two, who's got that skill set, obviously better, I think it's, it's Gary. He's, like, as a writer and a guitar player and arranger and composer and even lyricist and concept of melodies. He's just like superior, but like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure like either one of them would work without the other one, you know, like they're a unique instance of where the sum is definitely better than the part separate. Right. Like, so like Charlie does his thing really special and he's in a space and he's in even just like has hobbies that are completely different from Gary. Like, Gary grew up hunting and shit. Charlie, I think, shot his first gun when I was managing him. And yeah, I'm Charlie's like, a little bit more emotionally. Yeah, he's just like a emotional. more teddy bear. He's a baby child, older sister's <laughs> kid. You know what I he mean? He cried at his Opry debut, and Matt was like, fuck. Yeah, he's just he up goes. there balling, you know? But it's like. They're good people. No, they're good people. He's just emotional. But yeah, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, bad. I think that like Gary has the tenacity and the drive that keeps Chuck honest and how he's got to, you know, assist his partner in business. So it's like, I think they balance each other really well in a beautiful way. And that's probably why they're successful now and will be forever as long as they want to do music because they built something that was brick by brick and not relying on 
you know, one opportunity and getting that and having a flash in a moment, but like really building fans and going out and beating it on the road. I mean, I remember shows where they were playing to fucking eight people, you know, in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. And then now I'm sure if they go back to that same city, there's 800 to a thousand people there, you know, and that there's something to be said for that. And just the stick to itiveness that those guys had, um, sleeping in a truck, driving acoustic, you know, driving through the night, just them playing duo acoustic gigs, any chance they got, like making it work and finding a way to, to make a good financial decision that was going to, you know, lend them to the future. It's like so easy when you have a label or an investor to jump in a bus and accumulate all this, you know, expense that you never really see because the label's paying for everything. And then you go to actually get you know, some kind of return in life. And you're like, well, there's just not a lot of money here because they have a different mindset. So it's a lot like when you start a business and you're bootstrapping it versus when you start a business with back-end capital. And I think we're moving towards a day where it's going to be more valuable to start in the bootstrapping fashion than it would be to just be financially backed and forced into the marketplace. So, so how did you... Get started. So, how did Riley Green and Luke Holmes fall in your lap? Uh, a dude named Bradley Jordan, who runs a company called Peachtree Entertainment, who's like amazing, um, and an innovator in the promotion space, and just a guy that's going to take chances and sees talent before everybody else. Um, Bradley's probably one of my best friends in the industry, and the yin and yang of us and how we were able to develop some bands from a young age or, or from the early days to like real ticket generating acts was just like, it's fun. Bradley's a superstar. Um, he finds people first and he held the keys to a lot of rooms that we needed to play in the Southeast. And uh, he was gracious enough to let the guys play uh, a lot of those rooms because, you know, he felt uh, it was uh, an opportunity they they deserved. And, cats like luke combs i mean i remember i think bradley's first show with luke combs he might have sold 30 something tickets and i remember when riley green first got started he's best friends with one of my guy friends jeffrey Bernhardt. yeah so we always used to go to his shows and support him so like that's how i know riley green yeah and he's always been great but then he blew up within like months to like a year yeah i mean i think you know being a college quarterback and he always had this thing in that area, Alabama, but to see it now, you know, spanning across the country is what's a, a beautiful thing for a guy like Riley. I mean, and he has like a good soul. Like he is he's very the nice. most genuine, yeah. caring he says, yes, human ma'am, being. No, ma'am. Like, yeah, like every. So, nice. so how long were you with uh, Riley and Luke? Uh, I mean, it's tough to add up. As soon as like Luke signed to the label and I started managing bands, it got diff- it, it got weird to be a business manager and a manager at the same time. Like, I think, like, people like a segregation of duties here. If they don't like it, they like to use that as an excuse to put someone into a hole. So I kind of found myself, like, really desiring to do the management stuff more than I did business management, knowing that, like, with a CPA license, if it didn't fucking work out, I can just go do that again. It's not like accounting's not forever. So I was like, all right, this is my big chance to, like, try managing a band and actually giving a shit. And they they seem to have what it took and I, I would say that it worked out for us and with luke it was the same way i like instantly heard him i met this kid from app state that went to college there and luke had just moved to town and this kid like set up a meeting with me and him at mcnamara's and it was just like the most organic authentic like you meet a person and you're like man if it happens for you you're gonna like be one of the greatest human beings it's not going to change who you are it's not going to change anything about you and that's like what i thought was so cool about watching luke's rise over the years is like shout out to chris cappy another one of my good friends that we we shared office space in uh this place called 120 dp it's where luke wrote beautiful crazy and a few of his other number ones at my old office and uh so do you write that no, no, Luke did with, who was it, Rob Williford oh, yeah. and Wyatt Durrett. I know I think. Rob. I love Wyatt. I think. I know Rob. Don't quote me on that. I'm not looking at the song credits, and it was, you know, four or five years ago. So I actually did um, just a show with Wyatt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it was, Wyatt and and Rob maybe on Beautiful Crazy. Wyatt's a cool-ass dude. 
but that's yeah I, I like heard that song through the door and i was just like this is fucking crazy i'm just in there like working on shit and they're in my conference room just writing and grinding and cappy's office was just across the hall and i just like walked over to cappy and i was like yo bro i think what they got going in there is gonna be like sick i just heard the hook it's like sick so we'll talk briefly about jelly we won't harp on it too much but um how did y'all meet uh i mean so jelly and me like i I guess growing up in lebanon it's and jelly growing up in antioch and like nashville's hip-hop scene being so small i'd kind of like always known about him because he 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 messed around a lot with sunny paradise and street flavor records and so i guess when i decided to go to college i'm a high school dropout and got kind of scared straight um when i when i decided to go to college or whatever i was like okay this will be cool i'll go not working hip-hop anymore i'll just like go country engineer or whatever and and do all that shit and then you know it got like i don't know 10 years after college and i just started managing bands and like i honestly didn't i don't think appreciated jelly as much in the earlier days until i heard uh a few of his newer records like he had a therapeutic music volume five and a record called addiction kills and i I was in my office and I think it's like 2017 or or so. Yeah, 2017. And I and I was listening to Addiction Kills and like just the words and and the things he was saying and the real the realness to it just like knowing a little bit about his story just from being a local kid that followed the hip hop scene so close. Like it was like wow, this guy's like found something that's uniquely him. He's not like trying to follow a trend in rap. He's like it, and it was really before NF had popped. So to me, it was like X-rated NF. It's like, okay, yeah. well, NF is like clean boy. Like we're going to tote the line and we're going to talk about mental health and that kind of thing. But like with Jelly, it's like, no, we're going to talk about suicide. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to talk about having baby mamas in prison. We're going to talk about the real shit in life that so many of us are living with. Like addiction is probably one of the realest things ever. And like so many of us are living with this and like nobody really wants to talk about those because they're not happy or they're not pop or they're not what's on the radio. And then I think artists like The Weeknd and, you know, Lana Del Rey and a lot of those people inspired people like Jelly in a way because I think that they have brought dark darkness into pop music in a cool way. So even with Post, you know, I mean, you can definitely feel like there's some kind of influence and post malone from just rock or or country or whatever true um what's like if you could like just a little bit about jelly roll like if you would say like a brief like who he is just in case someone doesn't know him or like his background because he is popular like he is coming up on yeah. the horizons with he, people. I mean, on the countryside he's anyway li- he's literally a little bit of country and a little bit of rap mix involved he, he's the poster child for mental health and just like overcoming you know a, a, a plethora of things growing up uh, a, a former gangbanger and just like street kid and living a life that he lived in a, in a, in a neighborhood that was back then Antioch wasn't what it is now. It's like not great now, but no back then Antioch was different. Just like North Nashville and just like East Nashville, there wasn't like, it was the hood, you know, yeah. in a sense. And like, I think he thrived in that environment for so long and then there was a moment in his life where he was uh, sitting in a prison cell and the jailer knocks on the door and says, D4, uh, you got a baby. He said, you know, if it's a boy or a girl or what her name is, he was like, I didn't get that much. Oh, my God. So it's like, I think in that moment in time, he found out when it, you know his daughter was born while he yeah. was in prison. He was like, I got to do something different with my life. And I got to find a way to take this vessel that God has blessed me with. I mean, Jelly is a devout Christian man. Um, his stepmom was a Methodist minister. Um, his dad is was just a blue collar worker by nature. His his real mom was a bartender. So it's just okay. like this like blue collar, you know, like success story. I mean, his dad was a meat salesman. You know, like, oh wow. So okay. it's like okay. it's a guy that you know. I think growing up, Jelly just thought he would fall into that path. You know, I'll just end up being a meat salesman or working in the in the food industry, better. and did worse first, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then how did he? If um, if you know, like, how did he ended up like getting into the music scene? 
And I mean, Jelly uh, did his first freestyle rap battle, I think, when he was like 14 out at this place in Nashville he called Outer liked... Limits. Yeah, I mean, he just grew up in that environment. He didn't. Okay. He didn't grow up around like even much white people like if you look at the people that have been around jelly his life like his best friends rel and jerry g and chisel rest in peace uh you know and like all these guys like they're they're street just like neighborhood guys where you're like jelly was the the definition of discrimination in the sense that like if that car got pulled over they were going to go harder on the white guy because, like, oh, bro, you don't need to be here, bro. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, you know? I get that. Like, so, like, growing up in that environment and just learning that all – that people matter regardless of what color their skin is or who they are and just, like, at the end of the day, I think that that's what makes him the, the, the guy he is is he's clearly not a guy that judges people by their cover. So I think it's somewhat frustrating when in the many years I, I like – would tell someone about jelly when I was working with them and they would just be like shook by it almost. And I'm like, well, close your eyes. A little different. You know what (laughs) I mean? And, and, and I I just thought to that moment when I would show people Luke Combs the first time and I would have to say the same thing. I was like, well, close your eyes, you know, like, yeah, it's not what you're here for. (laughs) You know what I mean? Damn. One other question. How do you feel about bunny? Because I'm, Oh, she's hilarious. We love Bunny. Yeah, she's incredible. Bunny's a bad bitch. She's like a a warrior human spirit. and Like her entire backstory, I listen to her podcast also, and I just feel like she's been through so much and she's such a trooper. Yeah, she's, uh, her story's incredible. It'll be worth millions and in a book one day. Personally, just from like what I hear and how like she's a badass. Yeah, I think she's, she's awesome. So I just what a little like backside that you can give us on her. I mean, she's just she's what she is. Like what you see is what you get. Like I with love that, b- with both of them. Like there's not like some character or persona that they put on. And I think that's what I've always chased in an artist. Like Muscadine, they weren't like the like most interesting people on planet Earth. So I did what they did good. Like they can authentically raw sing without vocal tuning. And like, mm-hmm. you just put them in front of a camera. Well, like jelly, you just put him in front of a camera and let him talk. He's like the world's greatest speaker. And he's, he's fucking funny. So well thought <laughs> he's witty. He's hilarious. So it's like, yeah, just being around both of them. Like it's no different than what you're seeing, you know, in real like life, on social like, media they don't whatever. have to put on some show to be who they are. And I think that's why it's, they're the voice for the voiceless in a way that's good though because i feel like they both have like different story or like they both have like very big stories but that makes them who they are and that's why they work together Mm -hmm. because they relate in a lot of like different ways and in the same ways yeah okay so let's talk about your songwriting what got you started with that what that was kind of random i've been writing songs my whole life really i finally i mean there was a few times when you know i'd always written songs by myself i'd never done co-writing and then when i started working with bands and i saw them doing all this co-writing i was like oh that's that's probably why it's easier for them or why they end up getting better songs like there's two minds and that's a powerful thing and so there was like one day i think i was sitting on the couch in the in the living room over there and uh i played gary this song called uh uh at that time i was calling it more than i deserve but now it's the hook's like, how do I always end up stuck in between wishing you were her and wishing he was me? And, like, Gary, like, looked at me, and he was like, the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, it's a song I was working on yesterday. And he was like, dude, I didn't even know. I was like, ah, dude, I'm not that good. And he was like, that song's, like, sick, though, bro. And then, you know, it was kind of like same thing with Jelly. You know, I just, like, first day when I started working with them, you know, like show up with a camera, you know, cause I'm like that guy can like run a camera and do those things and shoot videos and just, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I think I met Caroline through one of her friends that was in a video for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so shout out Veronica. Background, how did you and Caroline meet? Yeah. We met through that, through that girl at a, at a co-wetzel show. Cause Veronica was at the co-wetzel show and Miss Caroline was there. Mm-hmm. Carl. Yeah, I was there, and then... Charlie. Charlie. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm Charlie East in his phone, so... (laughs) But, um, so so you're... Okay, so you're a songwriter, too, not just, like, a manager and all the other stuff, so... And you produce songs, too, so... How many songs have you produced? Uh, I think I've got something like... I was 89 cuts. Okay, and are they... uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, what's your favorite? Wow, I'm going to hurt some feelings. Because you said you had 24 cuts with jelly, right? Um, 24, 25. Give okay. us like and then top three. I think, obviously right now I'm feeling everything that me and Atlas are doing. Like that kid is And we'll talk about man. Atlas he's in a minute. Future. He's so sick. Uh, and he's just like a teddy bear. It's like the greatest love story ever. I met him and I've just fallen in love. I'm like, boy next door, I want to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've probably one of the ones with him. We've got this really sick song he loves called Plank that's coming out. Um, that I'm amped about. Um, when will that be released? In the next couple months, yeah. Perfect. So he he drops a song every four weeks. So okay. it's like just like we're peppering the thing and writing. He came here for the first week of January, and then we did this writers camp for him and got like I don't know twelve songs in like eight days. Hurt um, the feelings though. We want to know what's your favorite. Your top or three, top, yeah, top three. Give us top three. If I if I had a favorite song, it, it's it's probably going to be the one I wrote in for myself. That's called "I Don't Feel Drugs Anymore." I think that's that's your favorite my one. Favorite song, yeah, it's definitely that is the most depressing. That or a pool we don't swim in. That one's like amazing. Um, just like sad, real story about growing up in a divorced family, um, with a brother that tries to commit suicide. It's a powerful one. Jelly heard it and loved it. Um, that's Yeah, those are probably the two that I feel like hit you in the gut the most. And I think that's what I do. I mean, Jelly's nickname for me is Sad Boy because he's like, you're incapable of writing happy songs, which isn't true. I can point you to like 10 of them, Jelly. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> okay, so how'd you find Atlas? Uh, I found Atlas on the internet. TikTok? No, when we were working... <laughs> Because we everybody knows Atlas's song. Um, he, he wasn't on TikTok yet. So you're like, a bitch, and I hope you know that shit. He, he, <laughs> you're a fucking bitch, my bad. I yeah. feel like that's like all directed towards my ex. Yeah, it's directed towards everybody's ex. That's yeah, what it's great. Bitch, you're a fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I heard it, I instantly, you know. It was it's just, catchy yeah. as fuck. So was, you found him sold. on the internet? So, yeah, I was like producing the self-medicated album uh, with Jelly, and I was like online and Jelly had never done, like, any big features or anything. So I was like, oh, maybe there's just, like, some kid out there that we could throw, throw a bone to. And I found the kid Atlas, and he had, like, 100 and something thousand monthly listeners. And I found this website called Indie Amplify where he was selling features for, like, $500. And I was like, okay, I'm going to send this to Jelly. And Jelly, like, ghosted it for six months, like, didn't even – acknowledged that I'd sent him this kid and I get this message one day and he's like yo sad boy have you seen this motherfucker this this dude yet with your fucking bitch song bro he's sick as fuck and I was like bro I sent you that kid like seven months ago (laughs) (laughs) he was like oh yeah well past that I just invited him to fly out here and hang with us and I was like oh sick oh now you want to (laughs) listen and so Jelly being the busy human being that he is, uh, I ended up getting to spend a lot more time with Atlas. I live like five minutes from the airport, so I picked him up in my Sprinter van. <laughs> and uh, Atlas is a former truck driver. He drove for FedEx, and we won't tell people that he was also moonlighting for UPS because it's illegal to drive for two trucking companies at the same time. But, you know, they did. And, <laughs> well, uh, he's not in it anymore. Yeah, so we're past so that. Fuck it. I don't think you'll ever have to drive a truck again either unless you want to, Atlas. But so I pick him up in this van and I'm at the airport and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just look for a big gray sprinter van and just lost child just with He's his, like, what the with fuck? his turquoise fucking roller uh, suitcase. Did he steal it from his girlfriend? It's fucking, he was, I was like, dog, turquoise suitcase. He was like, I can find it easy, dog. I was like, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, like, he's just, like, looking around. I'm like, yo, dude, it's like a ginormous gray van. Like, if you don't see me, I'm, like, looking right at you and just, like, clueless. And then he finally figures out that it's the ginormous gray van right there in front of him. (laughs) And his eyes, the look on his face, he was like, he gets in the car. He's like, is this thing diesel? And I was like, yeah, it is. He was like, you know, I got a CDL. Can I drive? And I was like, let's go, baby boy. Hop in. And it was just love since then. And so we 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 hung out here for like two hours. And then we went to a fight up in Clarksville where uh, Ty Tomlin was fighting. Uh, at Austin P. whooped some dude's ass that night. It wasn't even really a good fight. Um, 
but and hung out with Jelly, and then me and Atlas spent Saturday and Sunday together with him and his buddy gone, and then he went back home, and I like connected with him pretty good and i was like all right i'm just gonna like send this dude some advice like he's got nobody helping him he lives in the middle of a trailer park in thornton colorado with his mom and sleeps on the couch so this is my this is my guy he's not skinny i tend to have an affinity for the fat boys he's got an amazing fucking voice though yeah and he can like he he's a singer so it's like and like he's singing about something that 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 like Music with a meaning, right? Like music that, that has though. feeling and emotion to it. I was like, that's more powerful than even if he could sing amazingly well. Because like people can hear it and they can connect and they can fall in love. And it's believable. Like, I mean, you look at Atlas and you kind of can say he's probably had his heart broke, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Haven't we all? He so, should have a really hot bitch in his I'm video. Like, I'm, like de- I'm like deep into the Atlas thing. Hey, I volunteer his tribute. And... Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that, Atlas? When this comes out, you already heard. I volunteered. Atlas, uh, we're your biggest fans. And so, <laughs> so uh, Caroline, I'm like deep into this, and I find this this video, and I'm like, holy fuck! And my dude has this motherfucking ponytail all the way down to the middle of his back, and I'm like, no <laughs> fucking. Atlas way. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I can't picture way him with super, a ponytail. Like three times as long as Colton Harris. Shout out, Colton. Uh, Wait, Colton Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how he has the ponytail. And you talking about Colton Harris? Like, yeah, co- yeah, yeah. oh my god, but like, fuck you, Colton. Just like that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Colton. No, we love You're you. You're supposed to come play golf with me. Yeah, fuck you. You didn't anyway, come fucking yeah. play golf, bitch. Golf what the fuck? Uh, and anyway, so That's like, a Snapchat is us. <laughs> so yeah, like he had this like long hair, and I was like, oh, but at least he cut the hair. Like he's figured some things out. Him but with like the ponytail, he's, it just reminds me of like a rat tail. He's no. still like just that innocent boy that you're just like he doesn't even know any better, you know? Like, like he the just, guy like, next door. Yeah, and then like we're on the road for this first time. I'm like, okay, well he's starting to blow up. I give him some advice. Like he starts to smash. Like we go from like I don't know 500,000 monthly listeners to like 1.5 million really quick. Like, he's probably just like in awe, and like, he's just like I'm shitting never, his pants. I'm never gonna have to drive a truck again. And I, I was like, <laughs> we're like three months in at this point. I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you mean again? And he was like, well, I got something to tell you. And I was like, whoa, where's this going? And he was like, you know, it's been tough to get me nine to five. I just like I, I couldn't let go, go of the truck thing. And I was like, whoa, you're, you're making X amount of money in your fucking account every month, and you're still like driving for fedex instead of like just like (laughs) doing shit to build this dynasty with us and he was like yeah when you put it like that that sounds like a terrible business decision for my career huh and i was like yeah it's probably not the best one dude you probably should spend two weeks out here and a month and like yeah let's just like lean into where you're at guy and then you know we did the uh open verse challenge on tiktok and it went like mega viral with rashad and fix and then we put that record out and then the streams just like kept growing and growing and growing and then our release strategy i think which is just like pepper a video and pepper a song every four weeks has been the real ascent for atlas over the last what eight months i've worked with him how's i wish i didn't give a shit going it's crushing that and hero right now are probably the two out of the new songs that are doing the best yeah matt um, wrote that when he was mad at me just kidding but I'm not. I mean, honestly, I feel is she still blocked? A hundred percent. I'm not fucking blocked. She's still blocked. <laughs> Am I still blocked from your Car- personal account? Carl, 100%. Caroline, Charlie is still wow. blocked. Okay, I'm not blocked from your. It's like it's like that oh, clothing store up. that sucks forever. Twenty one <laughs> or whatever. So forever note yourself when you pay, when you when someone pay. forever blocked. <laughs> oh note yourself, Caroline is still blocked on Matt's Instagram. Yep. Okay. Well, Zero chance. Mm. So your next prospect obviously Shit is sad. Atlas. <laughs> Fuck off. So Atlas is your next next prospect. Like, who's your dream person to like manage next? Oh, uh, you're not really looking for it. I, I mean, kind of am. I'm always looking for the artist that just grabs me in a way, like. I'm getting tired of anything that even resembles country in a weird way. Like, Why is that? I, it's just like... It's not your vibe, is it? It's not. I didn't grow up listening to it, so okay. I'm, I'm faking it. But at the same time, I think that's why I was always better at picking country music out, because if I like it, it's good country. 
you know, like it's like it's a good way to look I'll at vouch that, for that. It's really hard to get yeah. me to like country. You gotta like almost be at the pinnacle. You know, like it's gotta have the cherry on the top and the sprinkles and everything. But that's a good way to look at it, and that's probably why yeah. a lot of your stuff is so successful. I think that's why I'm a good picker for that. You no, know, like, you've I'm always like, been like picked out like the good ones. Yeah, but I, I think it's because I play music. Other managers don't play music. Like I can go down and I can mix a record. I have a platinum record that I've mixed and mastered. I have gold records that I've produced, and I just don't think that's a common trait for any. I mean, I don't know any other managers that really honestly have that. So. I think by virtue of that, down to like I shot Jelly Save Me video that one day in the studio when that thing's got 150 million views. There were, there were so many videos that's I produced crazy. and shit that's just like, like I get that that's my skill set is like diving in on the creative and then all you have to do is create and market and create and market and create and market and create and market and then like it just works itself out. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, okay. if you keep leveling up and putting better songwriters in the room and hiring better guitar players and finding and sourcing better producers and, and, and growing like any business that has that mindset should, then I think it's inevitable for someone that is humble, hungry, and talented to end up a successful artist, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously some level of you got to be X good enough, but then I laugh and say, do you even really? Because there's people making money off baby shark somewhere baby shark <laughs> yeah fuck that song <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like, okay so, so wait. also what's your craziest story no. that you have no, we're saving doing? that oh we are oh, no. yeah we're oh, yeah. about to take a break and then we're gonna bring stew on oh okay oh, saving that. yeah so we're gonna take a break go pee use the one ply toilet paper oh, and then we're to gonna pee? bring stew's bitch ass <laughs> okay cool <laughs> That you gonna find out They don't love you and they only love you right now If I was smarter, I'd have stayed my eyes at home And leave them Broadway girls Here we go. Um, we're back, Broadway girls, but we have, yeah, blah, 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 blah. we have a special guest, uh, Stu. This is, um, what do you want, Matt's partner, Matt's. Um, when you say it like that, just off the rip. Domestic you gotta, partner. You gotta explain it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt's weird. partner, like yeah. you, you yeah. roommate, yeah, you're like, like that's what it sounds you like. finger each other. Lifers. That's weird. <laughs> so what? That's what I asked. Honestly, you. when they both don't have women here at night. But they're finger popping each other's assholes. But what if there's women no. during the day? There's okay, some, well, Matt said. Been, okay, so it's been five years and I've never seen Stu's cock. That's, for fair. that's, actually, that's I, fucking that's weird. But you be screaming at night. Yeah, yeah he so said he stays you'll away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like if you hear a sheep getting slaughtered by a lion, you don't <laughs> run in there. Yo, yeah, yeah, you do. I'd no. be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she would. Though. She you like you just. Like, if I heard that, no, I would I'd fucking. I'd be like, "Wait, can I watch?" No, you I'll record for you. You listen. You listen carefully to make sure they're not screams Somebody. of fear, and then you loud? go about your day. Say less. Caroline taught me out a time or two. Okay. Anyways, um, shit, we're bird. not gonna talk about that on camera. That is awesome, Big Bird. Wow. The Big Bird comment. That better not fucking. Okay, so anyways, Stu, where'd you come from? Paraguay and what do you say, Paraguay and Paul Bearer? Yeah, that's good. I think I think I like where you're going. That's right. You're okay. correct. So do people know where that is? Probably not. Probably South not. South America. Yeah, he's, I know. He squared he over there. Purchased, yeah, so actually. you got no, purchased. No, he he got I was purchased. actually purchased the right way. Well, <laughs> maybe not the right, but I was there was a transaction. Our friend No, he was purchased by white people, he said. Wow, that's going on. This is gonna be Our our friend Well, that's what you said. Wow, this is awesome. Okay, Caucasian people. No, no, white purchased. You were purchased by a family of whites. That's how I describe it. That's actually how it was described. That's hilarious. It's not quite as damaging as our other friend's childhood. Yes, we we call him Cookie. He's cooks, yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't they didn't go about the right way, so we can't really talk. He did yeah, he got kidnapped at 13. Well, but anyways, we won't talk about that because Bill Clinton's still covering yeah, it. Yeah. Clinton, Clinton, <laughs> that's part of his. his they're not. Was that. <laughs> 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 
Glenn was at his Poor Jack. I, I got some questions if it was Russia, Epstein's Island, but we won't go there. Won't okay, so you got purchased, basically. <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll go with No, that. is that really what happened? Yeah, I mean, adoption. that's usually how adoption happens. Okay, so y'all are fucking, y'all are making it really amount. fucking bad. Okay, no shit, yeah. but y'all are making it sound like Oh, yeah, it's just, w- it's way more hilarious yeah. when you say purchase. purchase. Because that's <laughs> really what it is. So can we buy you? You could. I How mean, much? you'd have to what? buy that, Technically, <laughs> that's up to his mom. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. What yeah, I wait. purchased for then and the value I add now, it's going to be a lot more. Yeah, so if you purchase Taylor's OnlyFans, yeah, somebody's getting Chick-fil-A somewhere. I mean, if you led with like Chick-fil-A, some tacos, really good tequila, and, you know, a good promise of a good cuddle, we could at least talk a fee. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt already bought me Chick-fil-A. Yeah, he bought you Chick-fil-A. I'm talking about for me. I haven't eaten at this point. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want to eat too. Yeah. Yours okay. is later. We will share my meal with you. Okay, Stu. So. Oh shit. Oh my god. So what do you do? So why'd you come to Nashville? Ooh, that's a great question. Originally, I came to Nashville because I uh, was on a scholarship or transitioning for a scholarship to Belmont to play soccer. Oh, um, I, didn't I came know from that. Elon University. Yeah, the only reason I have these quads is because I used to kick a ball very well. You know, that sounds really weird too. Um, I came from e- Elon a lot. Anything you want at that point. Elon University. I transferred to here to play. I had other stuff. North Carolina. Uh, it's not great. Yeah. We've been through it. It's awful. Well, Charlotte's the nicer part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, if you, yeah. Burlington is a shithole. Yeah. It sounds like um, that Coke store. Ooh. It, it probably were nicer than Lebanon. Not uh, by much, though, <laughs> for what that's worth. You Lebanon's know? changed. When we drove through it, on it was the nice. The yeah, day, I was super. Totally, I was like that. that totally Lebanon? different world. I was slightly, <laughs> I was slightly disrespected. Yeah. I was like, people gonna think I'm crazy calling this town. Well, super that's what I was trash. thinking in my head. I'm like, I was nah, like, oh, y'all don't get it. He's been lying to me for years. We come nah, by here, I see yeah. this nice ass. I was like, yo, this is like fucking golf club type shit. Yeah, out here. what do you mean? This was rough. We drove through Mount Julian. We need to go to where I grew up in Rifle, Colorado. Fuck you mean? Come from where I'm come from, and it's fucking middle school, elementary school, high school, all in one. Me too. Yeah, that's mine. Literally separated by fucking like doors. Okay, well, so they had a special, special place for you because you were already five twelve at birth. So you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I just yeah. I just assumed you were homeschooled because you're so weird. Yeah, that's fair. You know that's fine. I am a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, honestly, what's really funny is my dad was four eleven his senior year in high school, and I'm taller than both my parents. But I didn't Sick. hit five nine until I was like a sophomore in high school. You're also not so. What's five the milkman's name? Yes, I fucking am You're five, nine. Than five nine. No, I'm not. I have okay. heels on. But anyway, Stu. Yes, ma'am. So Carl. how'd you and Matt meet? Grace of God, Grace God's of, plan. For real, on some we talked about this randomly like a couple months God's ago. God's plan. How did it's just that. the original? <laughs> he is everywhere. Was, was it, it the, the Bart Ryan dumb shit the first time we randomly met each other, technically? Yeah, that we didn't so know, but we were I had this, like, loser-ass oh, yes. uh, fucking record label Watch guy this. Yeah. that was like, yo, man, you got to come see this guy play. And yo. I, I think, like, the day before, for some reason, I was in the hospital. I can't even remember what it was about or whatever. Jesus but I'm like, oh, shit, I'll go to this thing. It's going to be super lame because I'm not drinking. And Wait, was that that place that's not even there anymore? And this dude, like... <laughs> I love all kinds of music, y'all. You do. I appreciate I a lot of things. But there's one genre of music that I just really don't fuck with, and that's like bad white people playing blues. And this guy <laughs> is the epitome <laughs> of a guy that wants to be B.B. King, but there's just not a, a, a way possible. And so God, the coolest thing on the stage was the fucking keyboard player. Hmm. This and, was, then, that was and that's how y'all met. Not and, technically not. And so, like, I just remember what he looked like because God gave me this weird gift of faces and names. And then later in life, I go to my boy's house, Alejandro Medina, who was playing bass for Riley at the time. And we were editing a Musketon Bloodline video. And uh, the one with Veronica. No, nah, this was that was after. I think this was before that. that. Was this before. was yeah, like because I'm the one I drove in that video. That's yeah, why I know Stu that was, was after, in that yeah. video. He was Veronica's cab driver. I was the cab driver. Yeah. We'll get into how the roles. Yeah, that's another Sick, story. dude. That's, that's, this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> they can't handle us. Nah, Broadway I'm, boys. We, we've so lived this life. It's this a is takeover. Uh, and so, yeah, I show up at this dude's house and we're like editing videos. And it's like a, a shithole. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like this no, place. Not this, only a shithole, tiny. This place sucks, yeah. yeah it's and tiny. then, so like I'm there. 
And I can't remember what we were doing, but like when I walked in, he was like recording guitars or something. That sounds accurate. And he's like jamming out. And I'm like, oh, cool. You got the amp in the other room. And he he, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go check it out. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. My boy's sleeping in there. And I was like, wait, what? There's an amp playing. You're micing. It's on like 10. And you're telling me there's a human being sleeping in there somehow by the grace of God? Sleep. And uh, sure enough, Paraguay and Paul Bearer there must have been done slaying the dust, dude. Shit, he was you were just, sleeping? No, nah, that's called I was so tired probably that I was just. I yeah, was at this yeah. at this point in time, apparently, Stu was playing gigs every uh, night yeah, down on just, Broadway. Yeah, what I was that? BB King? I played for the BB King All Stars down there. Yeah. I was playing church uh, gigs. Printer's Alley. Yeah. You were playing at BB King's? Oh, yeah. No fucking way. For a hot minute. He was still playing. At BB King's when he moved in here. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't. F- if I would have saw you at BB King's, I would have laughed. No offense, I'd have just been like, you were out of place. That's what you think. Well, well that's so what people good. say no about you everywhere you go. So. I know. <laughs> okay, so y'all met and then started this whole thing. So uh-huh. wasn't Stu with you when you started Still Matthews? Uh, yeah, no, totally. So Stu moved in and like I was still managing Muscat on Bloodline then and like uh. I just like, I don't know. I, I just kept getting tired of going over there and editing videos and then Hondro being like, well, you know, and Gary and Charlie had just moved out. So I had all the bedrooms downstairs. So I was like, all right, man, frat house again. Let's rotate them. That's, that's so I, I, I got me a Paraguayan and a Mexican and I put them down, <laughs> downstairs. And I told them not to go outside during the day yeah, so ice wouldn't get hot yeah. to us. And then, and then what were you going to get? The weird white lady neighbor. Yeah, or, or there's a neighbor that, that didn't love us at one point. No she, worries. She, they she were better. legal. I just wanted to sketch out the neighbors a little bit. Because yeah. I used to just fucking, instead of having a pot bar up on my counter, I had a pot bar in front it of was, my. It was a couch. Yep. couch. Yeah, it was a couch. And <laughs> my TV that was almost constantly on YouTube or connected to my laptop. And I was just nerding out. And, uh, I fucking grabbed the guitar and played him some shit, and he was like, "What? What's that?" And I was like, oh, "Some shit, you know." Just some <laughs> and he was like, "Is is that it?" And I was like, "I played him another one." Yeah, I was like, "Is that all you got, or you got another one?" Yeah, or like, he was that like, was pretty good." He, he was like, "I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued." Yeah, like, you know, like I didn't up? know this was you. Yeah. Like I'm definitely shocked right now. Is this real or is that a one trick pony yeah, thing? Like, and then and then I switch it up and play him like some ballad ass country that's just sad. And he's like, "Wait, this is." He always gives a sad shit. This is crazy. That's was, all I it got. It was good though. No, nah, I do good. have like ten happy songs. You know, yeah, not as good. The sad There's ones like speak. ten yeah, of them. They, I count they, them on one hand, two hands. I and guess. so, how's your still Matthews career going? Ah, mediocre. You know, like I guess the energy that it takes to be a successful artist that I require every artist I manage to have is impossible when you're also managing all those artists mm-hmm. so i end up in a tough place where i'm like okay well i'm not going to be the guy that sacrifices myself to but conversely to play the other side of that all these songs that i could probably name three or four different major artists those are songs that would have been still matthew songs before yeah, had like someone had not heard had they not heard them like, yo you know no nah. jelly songs atlas songs other songs. Oh, so those were originally like a lot of still Matthew songs. Yeah, I mean it was just songs I'd written and yeah. showed nobody, and then they were. I'll show Jelly exactly. one day, and he's like, "Oh, fucking yeah. yeah!" So what's Gemini shit. Queen? Is like that, that yours? Hook. Yeah, that one's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're managing all of these people, when you write a song, do you like pick who you think like will best fit that song? I mean, I really have no agenda when I write a song because, like, I think you just write from a place of feeling, and then you see what happens with it later. So like. So how would you decide like where the song goes or like who would I sing mean, it? I mean, half the time it would just die on the vine until I'd played it to somebody enough and they'd be like, okay, no, yep. oh, that's actually yep. sick. I don't know why I didn't want that the yep. first time you played it, yep. but the third time it's or an amazing the, yeah, song and I hear it. happens all the time. It's So where do you want your like still Matthews career to go? Like are y'all going <coughs> to keep doing yeah. stuff together? Oh, or? 100%. Like, me and Not the fucking smoker's cough. <laughs> She got that popcorn lung. She does have the popcorn lung. <laughs> matches them defense. crazy eyes and the white shoes. It does. You know? It makes a lot of sense for you, though. If you white didn't have a smoker's cough, I'd, I'd actually judge you more. Really? I, yeah, for sure. It has to fit fits the image. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's my image? That you would have a smoker's cough. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it fits the image. You got a dolphin tattoo on your ankle. What do you no, like? No, I don't. It could have been. I couldn't see it all. It it's like a, a fucking rose. <laughs> it's a, a How do you get a dolphin look, look, from look, a rose? Look, look. look, 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 look. 
No, it does not look like a fucking just the, dolphin. The outside, yeah, that's fair. It doesn't no, it at this like point. Yeah, it's a real yeah. dolphin. Yeah. Do you need contacts or glasses? I do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah Before you say it, I am yeah. legally very blind. blind. Yeah, very so blind. So am I. It says it on very my blind. ID. Yeah, well, it said one on one of mine. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> my dude, very blind. No, I'm riding yeah, a motorcycle. I am too. You What's ride it? a motorcycle and you're fucking blind. Yes. My eyes are negative. This is the orange one. What's yours? Okay, so on a real note, where do y'all want to see still Matthews in like a couple years? I think we just build this production and and yeah. songwriting stuff out yeah. i mean like uh that is still getting cut. so yeah like, you want the like is. songwriting like, to be still matthew well that's the whole thing well, it I mean, doesn't it really have to is. be all of it. Like, that's what yeah. it is i mean okay. it's just like here's this brand we created yeah. we're like a, a team and and like we do things yeah. and we can between us both play any instrument on earth you know yeah. from saxophone to skin flute and uh <laughs> That is a broad spectrum for you what know. it's worth. Okay, so let's get in some dirty shit. I mean, I moved from instruments to body parts, you know? Okay, well, let's get... <laughs> I need some dirty shit. Yeah, we need some dirty shit for both of you. So no. what's the craziest story you have while you either being on tour or you, like, any music industry stuff? Bitch what's wise. Your... Yeah, bitch wise. What, what does that mean? Like, I mean, actually, anything. Woman like, what's your craziest story guys, when you've so. been involved with music scenes? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's some Female. Like, they don't have a cock. Thank you. That's well, I just want to make a sure wiener. we're specific. You know what I mean? You little like, wiener stealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Craziest story about a bitch that doesn't have a wiener. And I'm talking about music scene-wise right now. But yeah. We'll get into other stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm still confused by the question. Or how okay. You just want like something crazy. wild. You've been on tour, right? Yeah, I've been on tour. It's okay, really so what's your craziest story, story on tour? I just I feel like on tour it's just not as fun as you think no, it is because you're in a van driving to a city and you're like, you're just like. I'm not that guy, I don't think. I'm just like too work motivated. I got, I got it. I got it. I got the one. Can we tell it? Can we yes. can we out oh. my boy? Do you know the one I'm talking about? First show we ever did is still mad. Oh that's, that's the story we do. Alejandro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this, but this is the greatest story ever. Please. Yeah. No, that's the story we Sorry, Alejandro. We get done ripping my first show ever as an act, right? I play in, in the spit bucket. In Anderson, South Carolina, yep. called Wendell's Dippin' Ranch. <laughs> there is Wendell's Dippin' Ranch. Oh, it's, it's, it's there is there is four thousand there is four thousand Jelly Roll fans there. On a hill. Pre <laughs> on a hill. Pre Jelly Roll does country music. Yeah, this fans. is this, so, like this, this is, is so like, there's some like. This is like rock, so there's some jelly roll still rap rocker, yeah, you know. Is, this oh, woo! Yeah. yeah, so it's it's something with with his biggest <laughs> album being you know self medicated, a beautiful disaster, yeah. and addiction kills. Yeah. So, so that's the fan base, raunchy. right? Like, so we get off this. So you're opening for jelly. Yeah. yeah, we get off stage. And we're in this green room, which is just really a, a, trailer, a trailer where yeah. it's a clear, barn. Yeah, I clearly, it it's clearly like they've borrowed this for like six Dexter kill scenes, oh, for and sure. they just <laughs> for sure. shoved us in there with food and told us to be happy. Yeah, y'all, sh- quiet. You'll be fine. Yeah. I love, I love you, Jackie. I hate to shit on Windows Dipping Branch like this, yeah, but. The catering was great. The catering was, was fire. Slapped. Slapped. Branch or dipping branch? Like as dipping in like a branch. Oh, I thought oh, you so said ranch. Dipping branch. In the ranch. Y'all tell me you because you, you, you. I saw your face as you were putting it together. Like you're definitely gonna, more country than I am, so I assume you would have the right answer. Yeah. Big bird over there. Anyways, go on with the story. So, so we yeah. get off stage, Out. and there is this. I mean, she's some. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to put a number on it because nah. I don't want to offend her. Because you know, yeah. there's a there's a precious place in heaven for her somewhere. For one the day. for the crew for the for the for the demographic for though? the demographic though. Seven, by eight. far, hottest girl yeah, in Anderson, like, South for Carolina. For sure. No, no, she night. she was. Yeah, for sure. It's not hot. I'm not putting a so number she's on a it. Two. Probably not a two. Y'all, you <laughs> y'all can use your imagination one? out there. I'm not putting any numbers. Well, on how bad is her house? Well, for what Th- that's I mean, worth. If this is what you're, she has an only. She does. Account, just okay, to yeah, yeah, no, but what is what? Yeah, she, 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 got, she got a fat I ass. I do too, but I have a fat ass. All, all I'm saying, good. all I'm saying yeah. is what I was telling you earlier about the, de- okay. the attainability level. Yeah. I think she's successful because there's this perfect level of attainability right. yes. to okay. her. Yes. If you grew up in Lebanon, Tennessee, <laughs> yes. or East Texas, yeah. or, hey, you know what? Fuck off. So the East Texas bitch, well, your only fans all suck. Anyways, so my boy, 
First of all, she does. She comes in with somebody else. Je- Jelly's on his bus. So yeah. green room is like free reign. For yeah, us. for sure. Yeah, she comes in with one of Jelly's security guards. Yeah. He's roped her out of wherever she came from. For sure. And plucked her out of the crowd. Yeah, got her back. Got her back with to us. Has a got her the band. I watched it. I was and like, my okay, boy. Oh, he leaves she's for a groupie now. He leaves for five minutes, five and minutes. my boy. Mohawk Hondro like a hound. comes in for the sniper. Bro, bro. Like the hound though. He's like, you owe me. He's oh. like, you owe me in Anderson, South Carolina, one time. And I looked at him dead in the face. I was like, I know Riley Green's played here four times, dog. So yeah, this is your fair. fifth time that's in fair. Anderson. That's so, fair. but she doesn't. There's no, you owe me in Anderson one time for what it's worth for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a frequent spot in Yo, your in your tour calendar at that time. And we don't have to tell her that though. Yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't. But, no, no, no. So chances, the band. Of, chances of her being at a Riley Green show, probably zero, zero. because she, she was the kind of girl at a Jelly Roll show. For so. sure, 100%. to, in that time. So, daughter of the band, he disappears. And no, no, we get into the at this time. This is pre still Matthews got a Sprinter van. This is we this get is into the Chrysler days. Pacifica. Yep. yep, that's what we did the first show. We we six in. deep. Keep in mind, this was told like to us clown like, car. Yeah, but, six deep. But Jelly told us like a day before. By escort, not only are we looking so cool in the Chrysler Pacifica, we have a biker club escort we do. for the Chrysler we do. Pacifica. <laughs> we do. My man's Gordo Loco, Yo. all 600 pounds 600 of him. 600 pounds, dude. Yeah. On his Isn't that fat cow? And like- yeah. Paving the way yeah, for yeah, us yeah. moving mean, through Anderson to the hotel. Slash pre-stop at the Waffle House before you get to the hotel. Yep, yep. I mean, they got some good hair. Tour life. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, too, let's wow. not downplay why we were there in the parking lot. There was a rap battle that happened oh, between yes. Gordo and a fan of Still Matthews because, you know, we're so popular at this point after, you know, one show. Annihilating <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, it was South insane. Carolina. Yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, As my Bradley God. Bradley Jordan's eyes lit Not up. this bitch literally playing a video no, while they're trying to tell a story. I, th- I like it, though, because it's good for her. It's good for her. Yeah, let her She's do. easily distracted. Yeah, she yeah, I'm like sorry, we got a hater. She thinks just because she's got those Gucci glasses now that she's a bad bitch. Honestly, though, they're fake, so it's okay. No, they're not. I know. I just wanted to see how she defended it. That's all I wanted to see. I was waiting for the reaction. Shout out Fozzie. They're not yeah. fake. Here, here's, here's where I think it's questionable. They both defended it. At they a did, though. Yeah. That's synchronized yeah. behavior. Okay. That's okay. premeditated so strategy. So yeah. I would like to get Wait, you well, no, hold on. So check I on the just, no. glasses. I just Carter, what's your thought? I need to talk about that. Make her real. Make her real. I just, just give me through. a thumbs up or a thumbs down. That's a big thumbs down from Carter. <laughs> I already saw it. So listen, I just went through. No, we're not talking about this. We're still. We want to know about the okay. meth head bitch. So, I like your glasses for what it's worth. After I order, meth head bitch. After I order hash browns similar to how Alejandro orders his woman, smothered, covered, chunked. Damn, that's really chili good reference. dipped that or something. Really chili dipped. Dip. Chili dipped's funny, dude. Oh, I did. Oh really? Oh bitch. my oh, god. Really? Hey, in your defense, you should have at her for that. I love it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's shitty. That's shitty. That's shitty on you. That is shitty on me. I was trying to read the comments. She she didn't make a deal out of it. I fucking was reading the comments. Oh, damn. I busted my own fucking. So, I'll say yeah, this. Go fuck yourself. You are shitty because she didn't say anything about it. You were like, I can't believe you would do this during our interview. You ain't shit. <laughs> Fake ass glasses. And you admit it 30 <laughs> seconds later. I can't believe it was you would a cheat whole, on your It was a whole Damn. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. I don't I don't know if they're in the Olympics yet, but this is some synchronized swim. That's incredible. Maybe okay. I should pull the video up on my iPhone, see if I can get it. Hey, Stu, man. Yeah. What, how's that still Matthew's Instagram doing? Bro, I'll <laughs> tell you this. Anyways. <sighs> so. We get our to-go Waffle House because they ain't serving inside. That's fair. They're not. And then we go back to the hotel. We take over the hotel lobby for about three hours. Keep in mind, it's two in the, it's two in the morning at this point. One thirty. I think it's closer to four. It might be. No, it was late. It was. Mad Money Mass feeling drunk. First show. Oh, Buys no. everybody hotel rooms. Fucked up. Can't remember how many hotel rooms it was. Maybe eight. I'll tell you this. If it wasn't, it was seven. And then there's a reason there's an extra one purchased. Continue. For said lovely lady that Alejandra yeah. was still clinging on to. Dog, she had made her way back to the hotel. They had somehow no grabbed a bottle kind of, of tequila. And and they were going to throw it in with my boy, our boy Justin, because he was going to have to deal with it. And I looked, I was like, oh. My boy, my boy not only was so ready to go, he wanted energy. He said, Mac, can I charge a Gatorade to the room? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
get the fruit punch. It's going to help you last longer. So, of course, next morning rolls around. Van call. It was like 10. 10, yeah. Light work. First show. I'm feeling generous. I'm usually evil dictator on the road. Dude, 10 crazy. And, uh. It's like 10.30, and I'm like, all right, man, you know, let's, let's, let's hit old boy yeah, up. Yeah, we got something here. What's, what's going on? Of course, my dude runs down in a hurry, and this woman's hair. Yo. This woman's Yo. hair. Wait, I wonder if it looks like Taylor's. No, you got, no, no, Do we no, have no. a picture for reference? Yes, we do. I can tell you. Hold on. Oh. Keep going. Hold on. I've got it. Let me pull let, it up. Let, let me, I've got the exact description. Okay. Let me okay, pull you ever, it up. You ever seen those like Russian hats people wear when they're in the snow? Mm. <laughs> My lady got that tight bob that's all blown out. It's yeah. all, she had a bob? Yeah. I don't even know the words because yeah, I'm a straight yeah, man yeah, that doesn't like really know female no. hairstyles well. I don't know what it um, is, but it had bobbish tendencies. Yeah, it's actually very uniquely her own yeah. thing. And I'm, only not, th- I'm not quite sure I've seen anybody with mm-hmm. a regular haircut. Definitely not her after sex haircut. It's, it's close. It, that's not for her. I mean, it's, it's like, like extremely extreme. messy bob. But it's like you <laughs> extremely <laughs> messy bob. <laughs> Oh, you should see the whole picture. No, he we did. did. No, that's how we started. That's why I didn't comment because it's weird. Wait, weird. no, I have a better one too. Anyway, like, so was it like that? There's no such thing as a better one. That was the worst and will not get any better from that's there. That's very close because even the out of focus is how crazy old girl's hair actually looks. Ooh. Not, not so she got out. it blown out. The best thing the about it. The best thing about so it. Her, so her I bob was blown out. I was like, yeah, I got my hair blown out. We're down. No, you slept like that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying on regular places. Sort of. Her bob was blown out. Bob. She's just like looking, Karen. looking pretty rough. That's close. That's actually change a couple it's, syllables. It is pretty close. I don't remember to be honest with you, but I know it's close to Karen. <laughs> We're not gonna. We can't out her. Right <laughs> I now. can't out nah, her. That's right bad now. idea. That's bad idea. Terrible. terrible. Yeah. So her bob was blown out, and then all the And call. I guess it was story time, so they shared a little. They did share. There together. They did and, share a uh, moment. Then she told us how old she was, which was over 40. I think so, yeah. Like four. I think she's I in her mid-40s, yeah, mid-40s. something like that, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Look great, though. I mean, you honestly. You said she looked yeah. like a two. Well, Wasn't even a two. This was before was we knew she was 40-something. She, she so once. she's 44. She was banging was 40 for 40-something. I was like, okay. All right. Her daughter was a grown child. Let me put it that way. Yeah, she had a daughter in college. Yeah, she was talking about her daughter in college. That's when I knew. I was like, I think I said, wait, how old were you to have a daughter in college? And she told me, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I thought you were like 23. That's pretty good math. I know. I did that for a few years for money. At least it feels better. It feels better now that you're 42. So now that we've got that out, what's your craziest date in Nashville? Day or date? Oh, you don't want that. No, we do whole different no yeah uh, what's your craziest be, day pass yeah <laughs> i'll tell you the, I'll do i do i know you've got I know i'll you've tell got you who definitely doesn't want to do this yeah i'll tell you this <laughs> i've uh, been present around on the aftermath of two great stories i'll I tell you most that about me. let's not talk about it. yeah well we could Chuck, you asked the question Chuck, charlie. charlie okay fuck Hi. off Stu. we charlie. didn't bring you on here to roast I, I like it though. Let's just take a segment. <laughs> Serena likes it. What you mean? He said Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> Charlie bit my. Damn! Wait a minute. Did you bite anybody? No. You sure? You know those? Yes. Tic- you know those like TikTok memes? Sure, <laughs> it's a I'm fucking like, YouTube. Do you guys know those TikTok memes? It's like when you're hanging out with somebody, but they're still blocked. Ooh. That's like you two. That's I didn't know I was still blocked on your personal. You just yeah. talked about it. Like I the personal, I'm but I'm talking about still math. I don't even think I use that. That's fair. Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not blocked on still math. Okay, so what's your craziest date? I don't have dates here. Okay, you went out with a fucking woman. No, he just makes him. Scream. I'm telling you, these. Okay, so what's whatever your dick this man has, Jesus they Christ, come over here different all, days all. of the week, different women. Like it's like this scheduling an appointment for a masseuse. My guy has got the, the gift of God in there. It must so be, he has dick appointments. I, and, and just looking at him, it can't, you be, have it can't be Thor's hammer, but I'm telling you, I've seen this guy in the gym stamina of 500 yeah, horses. Legs. Oh, my God. Dude, just total sad. thrust Do you see streamers. how I'm just looking like, what do you say to this? I have girls walk out of there. They ask me to order them food because they are so depleted of energy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sir, please Uber Eats me something because if I, if I don't get it, I'm not going to make it home to my children. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing to these 
I don't know. I'm telling you. I'll tell you this. So if I ever was selling an OnlyFans, dog, that's the marketing. Part, it's, right? Yeah, it's that's hammer. literally what that it's like. Is Thor. It's it's Thor's Cock hammer, Thor? dude. Could that go as Thor of no, not Thor of Thor. Cock of Thor. Like Cock of Thor. Like quick. Yeah, quick. Cock of Thor. That sounds like a chicken. Whatever battery doesn't matter what it is. is it whatever batteries my man has, he doesn't have to go on dates. I don't do many dates here. It's not a lot of people. No, you you know. just, so you just text them. these girls. He Uber you eats from here. Yeah. You text these girls. You Uber here. So you're making it sound like it's just like some crazy. No, it's, no it's but like you said, you don't go on dates. So <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. It's not like I haven't just met these people. It's probably this yeah. point I've known them at some point. Like, well, I, I'm he's got them, a know. system. It's yeah. like Uber eats a bitches on his. Well, phone. no, you understand. Like I used to play out, or when I did that, like when you find a flavor you like, it's like a whiskey. You stick. You stick to the flavor. You know what I'm saying? You like it? No, you What's didn't like it. Huh? Some men don't like to change okay, when they like things. Okay, but Matt. I drink IPAs. Oh, well, I just use God's standards. Well, yeah, we're not, I was not going to be wallet. ugly. You know? Did yeah, you lady wallet. My dude's shallow. Dude. You like That's that? Fair. Yeah, I, I like. Listen, I came up with that, and everybody's like, he's pretty shallow. Lady wallet. Lady wallet. He's pretty shallow. Do you? Well, you tell me. Is that what I don't know? But they're like, going? why does it look like a wallet? And I'm like, because you got to sift through the fold, is what you know? Because you got that? like, you got <laughs> layers. <laughs> why does it look like a wallet? Because you, gotta you got to, you got the you layers. Got you know, like when you pull you your money out, out, you got to open the wallet. That's got, better. Yeah. Because the legs would be. I just wanted to see what get inside. I'm lost in this. I'm lost. Good shit, Serena. Good shit. I don't go on dates. So thank you both for coming. Well, You're actually, welcome. thank you for letting us be here. This is great. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. You all right? Serena the third. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to have a 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming to Broadway, girls. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to do I would have been in on the... Oh, wait, everyone, go. Ready? Go. What is go? One, Ready? like one, two, three. Broadway girls. Blah, blah, blah. I got you. Right. Got you. One, got you. two, three. Broadway girls. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That's the best I got. Yeah, yeah that's all that. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, Tear down my still beating cheek. Yeah. <laughs> that's good shit, Carl. Yeah.